Hey, and welcome to episode two of The Phone Bone. I'm Eden, and I'm here to answer any questions you may have about the phone sex world. Um, So hopefully you've listened to our first episode, um, and I wanted to dive in a little deeper for you this week. So the theme or the whatever of this episode is going to be my most common calls, the focus, that, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> uh, the focus of this episode is going to be my most common calls. Um, so phone sex is not always overtly sexual. Um, a lot of times there's a sexual undertone or, you know, it's probably rooted in something sexual such as a kink or a fetish, but it's not always by itself sexual or talking about sex. Um, And I know that can probably sound pretty confusing and uh, might not make a lot of sense right now, so I want to dive in a little deeper to that. Um, But that being said, I would say that 80% of my phone calls over the past, you know, six or seven years that I've been doing this are relying on me being a dominant and I do focus and sell myself as a dom so I'm sure now my numbers are skewed but in the beginning I didn't really know what that was and I didn't um sell myself that way um or sell my line that way whichever um it wasn't until I realized that I had a niche for it and that also it was the most commonly requested thing that I started to brand myself that way. Um, that being said, I definitely get calls where they don't even bother to really look at my profile or read what I've written. So, and yeah, it's still 80% want to be dominated, strictly dominated. Um, now domination, and I'm talking in the phone sense, phone sex world, um, because there's a lot more fetishes, kinks, desires, um, ways to be dominated in the real life than there are on phone sex, or at least that I have encountered on phone sex. Um, For example, things that I might be interested in my personal life are not things that I've come across at all in the phone sex world. Um, So this is just going to be strictly on my experience and in the phone sex realm. Um, so within this huge domination category, this huge domination subset, you know, obviously there's subs, so there's doms and subs, and no, I'm not talking about dominoes and subway, um, we're talking about dominance and submissives. So generally speaking, when someone is looking for domination on a phone sex line, they consider themselves to be a sub. Um, There's lots of different names for doms and subs. There's lots of different dynamics. You can get into master, slave, or owner, pet, or, you know, mistress, slut. (laughs) There's lots of different names and subsets and uh, different plays on the whole 
dom sub dynamic, but generally speaking, that's how that works. Um, so these subs that, I mean, honestly, I would say it's probably greater than 80%. I'm just trying to, um, give a, a very generous estimate there, but, uh, there's lots of different subsets of the domination category that these subs are seeking out. And some of these kinks and categories are actual categories on the phone sex site itself. Some of them are not, but something that they can search for on the site um, using tags or just by scanning the titles of different um lines or ads, whatever you'd like to call them. So my personal favorite <laughs> and one that is its own category um, is financial domination. So for obvious reasons, <laughs> that's my favorite um, because I love to get money, get paid. That's the reason I got into this in the first place, right? So financial domination is kind of exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> um, it's someone, you know, a sub is looking to give their money to a dom who wants to take their money. So that's all there is to it at its basic skeleton. Um, but there's a lot of subsets, subgenres, self-identifiers that go along with this. Um, so for example, there are subs who might identify themselves as pay pigs. Um, yeah, seriously, like some of these terms that I'm using, go ahead and go on Twitter or whatever and search in like the hashtags. And if you search like hashtag pay pig, whatever, you're going to get thousands and thousands of hits and it's going to open your eyes up to this world that you did not, that maybe you did not realize existed. Um, that's how I was. <laughs> so uh, some of these self-identifiers um, as subs in the financial domination world may call themselves pay pigs. Some like to be called human ATMs. Um, I've heard cash sluts. Um, oh, I've, I've heard more, but those are the three that I get the most and that you hear the most often. So, this is its own special breed of submissive. This is someone who, um, one thing that's really interesting about it is that not all of them have a lot of money to be throwing away. In fact, I would kind of argue that most of the people who are into this fetish don't, are not in a position to be in this fetish. Um, so what I mean by that is one of my first ever financial subs that I've ever had, he, I know he was a student and I learned later through our relationship that he, um, he was just maxing out credit cards. So, you know, he was buying me thousands of dollars of gifts and calling me all the time and spending so much money on me and Granted, I do think that he um, was also getting a decent amount of money from mommy and daddy still, because um, <laughs> he was pretty young. But 
I do know that he was using credit cards for a lot of our transactions. Um, and it wasn't that he just, you know, had a lot of money to spend necessarily. It was, that's just what he wanted to do. So, you know, I think there's, I think this fetish is, uh, really, really fascinating when you get into it. You know, it's, it's obvious to see why I'm into it, um, as the dom because I want money. I want to take the money. <laughs> I want to get as much money as possible with as little effort as possible. And that is what this kink is. Um, that being said, there's not a lot of subs who are in it for the long run and are seriously committed and are actually, um, able to pay up. You know, there's a lot of people who say they're really into financial domination and they're a pay pig. Um, and like, maybe you'll get $20 out of them. That being, you know, that being said, I've also taken calls before where they lasted five minutes and they like transferred me like $800. Um, so there are definitely people who are in it for the long run. Um, and are serious about it, but that's definitely not the majority. <laughs> so although it's my favorite category and it will always have a special place in my heart, um, I don't think it's actually the most lucrative um, because it's it's a fickle bitch. Um, <laughs> you can't really rely on it. And, um, you know, usually these people will start to freak out and realize how much money they're spending and just ghost on you or disappear from you um, or take a break from it. You know, so it's not something that you can rely on just because you got, you know, just because you made $500 one week on it does not mean that you can rely on making $500 on it every week is uh, something I've definitely learned. <laughs> so also within these financial domination lines, um, there's lots of different terms and things that guys like. A lot of guys like to play a game called raise the rate, which doesn't really work on most sites anymore. Um, but every once in a while, I'll still get someone who requests it, which is honestly kind of annoying at this point because it's like, just send me the fucking money if you want to send me money. Um, <laughs> but what that means is like, I guess in the past there was a way where you could change the rate of the call that you were on while you were still on the call. So you could, um, let's say you're charging a dollar 99 a minute. Uh, that might be what I charge. <laughs> um, I charge more for my financial domination line though, but um, let's say you charge a dollar ninety nine a minute, and they're, you know, this is back in the day. You could, you know, they could say, "I want you to raise the rate on me," and you could raise it to five dollars a minute, and then you know, ooh, more, and you could raise it to ten dollars a minute, whatever, um, until they're cashed out, and you know, you're making as much money off of them as you possibly can on as short of a call as you possibly can. Um, now you can't do that for obvious reasons because I'm sure everybody maybe not everybody, but I'm sure a lot of people would be taking advantage of their clientele, um, by raising the rate <laughs> during the calls. Um, yeah, so that's not a thing anymore. I mean, I guess technically you could hang up, raise the rate of your call and then have them call back. But like that would end up taking so much longer that it kind of defeats the purpose of the whole game, in my opinion. And for me, it's just, Honestly, it's a pain in the ass. I don't want to go in and like edit my listings and yeah, so I don't do that. I'm like, 
do you want to play raise the rate? No. Like, I'll just tell you, okay, this is what I would raise it to, so send me this much. <laughs> um, that doesn't normally work, but, <laughs> you know, whatever. It's not something that's commonly asked for anymore, but it is something that I ran into a lot when I first started out. Um, yeah, so I would say the majority of girls that I've seen who try to get into phone sex or online doming try to just, um, you know, specifically specialize in this fetish. And I don't think it always works out the way that they imagine or are hoping, um, because it tends to be a more fickle relationship. That being said, there's a lot of submissives who do enjoy spending money and enjoy having that added, you know, dynamic of sending gifts and spending their money on their dominatrix. Um, but it's not the whole core of the kink itself. So that brings me to my next category um, that I see a lot of and that is also one of my favorites. And those are men who identify as sissies. So sissies are an interesting breed. Um, there's there's a lot of, you know, there, there's many different kinds of sissies. There's many different levels of sissies. Um, it's going to start to get pretty hard to say that without sounding like I have a lisp. Um, <laughs> but sissies are typically men who consider themselves to be you know, and I'm saying this, I don't like these stereotypes in my own personal life, but this is, you know, this is what these men ask for and how they self-identify. Um, so just bear that in mind. Uh, but sissies are men who consider themselves to be weak or, um, a term that I hear a lot are, you know, beta as in like, they're not the alpha male, they're the beta male. Um, Sissies also tend to coincide a lot with cross-dressing, which that's one of my favorites. <laughs> um, but they are not identified as trans. They do not think of themselves as women. They do not identify as trans. They do not identify as wanting to be women, usually. Um, that's where it gets a little tricky um, because when I first dove into this kink, I, I had a kind of, I had a pretty hard time with it and I was a little disturbed. Um, I have a lot of close friends who are trans and I felt like I was, I felt like I was doing something wrong or like being mean to them. Um, but you know, after I've, I've gotten to talk to a lot and gotten to know a lot and I've done a little bit of online research, <laughs> um, quote unquote, uh, on this kink, and these are men who are typically, you know, they identify as male in their everyday life. They identify as male in their home life, in their personal life, usually in their sex, well, I would say it's 50-50 if they identify as male in their sex life. Sometimes they have a girlfriend um, that they identify as male and as, you know, they might even be the more dominant in the bedroom in their own personal life, but they crave this sissy outlook, um, or outlet rather. 
that's something that I've noticed in all of these categories of submissives, especially in the phone sex world. Um, a lot of them are very dominant in their own personal sex lives with their wives or girlfriends or just whoever they're dating. And they have this submissive side to them that they crave to play out, but they don't want to, they don't trust anyone enough in their private life, or maybe they don't, um, or maybe they've tried to bring it up in their private life and their wife, you know, is weirded out by it and doesn't want to try that, um, or whatever, you know, they might be, I, I've talked to a lot of men who, you know, have more quote unquote, powerful jobs um and so they don't want to be seen as weak or sissy like in front of their spouse or their significant other at home but they crave it and I think honestly I I I very much can understand that you know if your whole world is you uh, revolves around you making important decisions and you being you know maybe you're the head of the family and maybe you make all the all the shots at work, um, you know, you might have this craving to be told what to do and just simply follow rules, follow commands and not have to make any decisions. Um, just have to, you know, you have to be the obedient one. Um, and I hear that a lot. I see that a lot. And that that's definitely a very common theme in phone sex for me. Um, so these sissies, going back to sissies, they do not see themselves as trans. They do not have any desire to be women in in their personal lives. But in the world of phone sex and, you know, I it, it's hard to gather what when people when people who call my line, it's hard sometimes to identify what they're saying um, or what parts, what aspects of what they're saying are made up in part of the fantasy and, and which are true. So I do think that a good chunk of them might like play, um, out at, you know, sex parties or clubs or, um, you know, just by finding people on apps like Grindr or whatever, um, who do play as sissies, so they, you know, a lot of them cross-dress, a lot of them dress up like women, um, you know, they might wear bras that they stuff, they, a lot of times they refer to their assholes as their pussies, <laughs> as their sissy pussies, <laughs> um, it's, you know, it's, it, you can't think of it, I, I don't know if I should say you can't think of it, but like for me, I, I, I really have to, I had to learn to separate that from, um, someone who identifies as trans because I really felt like it was just really degrading to the trans community at first and I was I didn't understand that but now now I see it more as it's an outlet you know it's it's usually men who want to be in touch with their feminine side and you know we live in a society that teaches men that they can't be feminine at all um, you know men can't cry men can't show emotion men can't wear makeup, whatever. And these men have a desire to do so and they might not have any other outlet to go about this. Um, also, you know, there might be an element of this where, you know, maybe they are in the very, very early stages of realizing that maybe they do want to be women, but they want to explore this in a safe kink that they can, you know, just 
say, oh, you know, I'm just, you know, into this king. It doesn't mean I want to go and change my life. It might be a way for them to rationalize and kind of be in a safe place. Um, you know, that's something I would really love to to kind of dive more into and, and get more perspective on that. Um, because, you know, it's hard for me to say I'm not, I'm on the other end, you know, I'm, I'm the, the dom. Um, but on my side, those are one of my favorites because I feel like I get a more personal and a more lasting relationship with these callers, um, which also then usually leads to more money and <laughs> more gifts. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's usually these are guys who are calling and they want to form a relationship. They want someone to get to know them. They want to tell someone about this life of theirs. You know, it's almost, it kind of makes me think of like those online role-playing games. Um, like what's that one? Like Second Life or whatever. You know, it kind of reminds me of that. Like it's more of a personal, you know, they can talk about how they want to do their makeup and get makeup advice for me <laughs> and um, tell me about different outfits they have or what they're wearing or, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. Um, and <laughs> so my next category, which is also pretty popular, are cucks. So uh, cuckolds. Cucks is short for cuckolds. Um, I, if you're not familiar with this term, a cuckold, you know, actually, I'm going to look this up in Urban Dic Dictionary, <laughs> see if I can get you guys a more, uh, exact definition, um, and then go from there. So a cuckold is, um, oh, it's not even on Urban Dictionary, this is on the actual dictionary. The cuckold is the husband of an adulteress, often regarded as an object of derision, um, and it can also be a verb, so that's the noun, obviously. So um, to cuckold someone is to make, it's usually a man making another man a cuckold by having sexual relationship with his wife. Um, so that being said, obviously women can do it too. Um, and that's what I do in this category. So um, it's, 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 it's a category on porn. <laughs> Um, there's, it's, it's a big thing. It's a category in porn. I actually had, uh, I actually discovered this one before the phone sex line because I had a boyfriend who I discovered was into it. Um, which is a whole nother thing that might be a whole episode on itself. <laughs> um, but cuckolding is, these are usually men who think of themselves, they might, you know, a lot of these categories crossover to each other too. So, you know, a cuckold might think of himself as a sissy. He might think of himself as a beta male. He might think of himself just as a sub. Um, and he might, you know, I would say nine out of 10 callers who want to be cuckolded also, um, want to be, are, are into small penis humiliation, <laughs> um, which is another category. So, SPH, um, small penis humiliation. Uh, so a lot of times they say, you know, my dick isn't big enough to fulfill the desires of any woman. So I want to see, you know, a real man please a woman and just be forced to watch in the corner. Um, that's what cuckolds do. Uh, they want to, you know, there's, 
most of it revolves around the bedroom, although some of them would like it to go further and out into real, quote unquote, real life. Um, so, you know, I've, I've had guys who have a fantasy where we go to a bar and he wants me to pick up other men in front of him and he wants to watch me make out with other men and maybe fuck in the bathroom with, you know, him listening in. Um, but nine times out of ten, it's someone who says that they have a small dick and they want to see a guy with a big dick fuck their girlfriend or their wife or me if it's the phone sex call. Um, and, you know, there's varying levels of participation that the cuckold might have. Um, a lot of cuckolds want to be forced to maybe suck the other guy off, um, which that goes into my next category, which is forced by, um, which I will get into a little bit more in a minute. Um, a lot of them want to be made to clean up the mess afterwards, meaning eat the cum. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of them want, might want to be wearing chastity, which is a device that I'll talk about in a little bit as well. Um, some of them might want to be tied up, you know, BDSM style, um, tied up with rope, like a rope bunny. Um, there's all different levels of play in the cuckold world, um, but that's just a general idea of it. Honestly, I could do an episode on each one of these subsets of subs, and I think I probably will. I'll probably wait until I have a really good call um, and can kind of transcribe each each call and, you know, use that, get a couple calls on one subset of a sub <laughs> and a, uh, bleh, and talk about that in an episode. Um, so, so yeah, as I said, that brings me into my next category, which is forced by, um, these guys are funny, um, <laughs> because I, you know, I think it's mostly men who are by, but are very much in the closet, very much in denial about it, and they want someone to force them to do it so they can blame it on that and um, not on their own sexual desires, um, which I can kind of understand. It's also kind of sad, um, and I say this myself as a bisexual woman. Um, you know, it is, it, it's, it's sad that they have to play out this fantasy um, in a forced way. Um, that being said, some people are into forced by who are very open about loving cock and loving to suck cock, but they just like that element of a dominatrix telling them to do it. Um, so, you know, that, that I don't think of as sad. Um, but it is sad when, you know, there's a guy who's like, oh, you know, oh, I'm not gay at all. I'm, I would never suck cock, but I mean, Unless you unless you wanted to tell me to like are are you gonna tell me to do you want do you want to tell me to <laughs> um, you know and it's just you know own your sexuality who cares um, but I get it you know it's much easier said than done I had my own journey of acceptance and realizing my bisexuality so I get it. Um, but yeah, so that's an element. It's not you. It's forced by usually comes out as an element 
tagged on to another one of these genres. It's not usually just by itself. Um, like usually forced by goes hand in hand with cuckolding, um, or sissification, you know, sissies. Um, it's not usually just by itself, but sometimes it is. Uh, another category, uh, service worship. These are guys who get off on, and I realize I keep saying guys, I'm sure there's women and women identifying folk who are into these as well. I just don't get calls from them. So, um, anyways, so service worship. These are guys, I don't see them, I don't see them a lot on phone sex because these are people who get off on, who get off most on real life experiences. They want to come over and clean your house. They want to clean your car for you. They want to service you in some way. And I don't mean service you in a sexual way, although some of them do, <laughs> but most of them is actually quite PG. A lot of them cross-dress or identify as a sissy. You know, a lot of them want to be dressed up in like a maid's outfit and they want to clean your house. They want to go get your groceries. They want to cook you dinner. They want to give you a foot massage. They want to be just your personal made. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I get calls sometimes from people who are service worshipers, but, you know, since they do primarily get off on real life interaction is definitely something that I've seen more, um, out in the BDSM community in real life interactions. Uh, but I do get calls with that element sometimes. Um, another category that I've gotten actually I've gotten a lot of calls recently on are religious worshipers <laughs> um, and their religion is me <laughs> um, so they will tell me that I am their god I am their goddess I am their one true goddess and that they are here to service me and that they've served false idols in the past such as god or Jesus <laughs> but I am the one true god and um, they want to pray to me. They want to write my, um, you know, my, my Bible. <laughs> they want to, my gospels, I guess you could say. Um, they, they want to be, you know, my divine creations. They want, you know, it's a lot of, uh, I'm able to use a lot of keywords I learned or I picked up in Catholic school back in the day. So <laughs> that one's definitely a, weirder one um but you know whatever floats your boat um another one that I don't get a lot of calls on I definitely get some but not a lot because they tend to have a pretty big community in real life um kink play and get their rocks off more that way but are the ABDL community so that stands for adult baby slash diaper lovers um <laughs> these are guys who wear diapers these are guys they might have I've had a caller who had his own a full-on nursery um I these are guys who um want to talk about breastfeeding and want to talk in baby talk and um maybe, you know, want to be punished and spanked. <laughs> um, these are guys who definitely have mommy and daddy issues. <laughs> um, and 
and play in their own way uh, within this kink genre. Um, I've only had maybe, I mean, like maybe five calls of callers who were heavily into this kink and fetish. Um, it's it's definitely something. This is a community that they tend to have. Uh, there's a pretty big community of them in every city. Um, if you look on different kink sites, there's always a category for them. And it seems like there's always a meetup or a play group for, um, these guys. So I don't tend to see a lot of that over the phone. Um, another big category is CBT, cock and ball torture. Like I said, in my last episode, my first call was about castration. Um, that is the extreme end of CBT. (laughs) A lot of other guys want to wear chastity, which is something I mentioned earlier, um, which is a form of CBT. Chastity devices, if you've never seen one, look it up right now. Um, Unless you're at work, then be discreet about it. Um, I don't want you... If you're at work, why the fuck are you listening to this? (laughs) Um, I hope no one catches you or hears you. Um, But anyways... Chastity device is, um, they're meant for males, although there are female, I've heard, there are female, uh, versions, but the logistics are much harder. I've, I've seen one once and it looks like a broken tambourine. I don't know. It was weird. Um, (laughs) but the male version is like a little, it's either plastic or metal. It's either, um, like a cage or it's like a full plastic um it's gonna be hard to describe it's like a mask for your penis (laughs) it's very small and molded and it's meant to only fit when um the wearer is soft um and it prevents someone from getting hard because if they get hard there's nowhere for your dick to go (laughs) so if they start to get hard it's going to be painful it's going to hurt and they're not really going to be able to Um, so that is a chastity device and they make all different kinds and all different sizes. Uh, I have an ex-boyfriend who was a submissive and he, like, they never fit him because he actually had a pretty big dick. Um, (laughs) so those, those didn't really work. Um, but there are a lot of guys who wear these religiously so to say (laughs) um a lot of guys who love the idea of them tends to go hand in hand with cuckolding um sometimes sissies wear them um i've even had people who are into or subs who are into financial domination want to wear them you know maybe they get to take them off as a reward once they've spent x amount of dollars um it's, you know, I've seen it also tied in with service worship, you know, oh, I'll be in, in chastity. So that way, you know, I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm just serving you. Um, there's a lot of different ways to wear it, a lot of different dynamics of wearing it. Um, but yeah, it's, and I mean, you can pee with it on to be a little bit more discreet and you pretty much have to like sit down if you're going to do that, uh, cause you're going to make a mess. Um, but it is possible. So like, you know, a guy could wear chastity for days on end. Although honestly, like that's pretty gross. Like take it off every day and fucking wash yourself, (laughs) wash it and then put it back on. Um, 
but you know there are some guys I know who have like locked themselves up and because a lot of them actually have like a lock and keys like old school diary style and they will mail the keys to someone um that said I'm sure you can order an extra set of keys you can cut it off a different way <laughs> but still this dedication um then again, I'm sure you're pretty dedicated to the lifestyle if you're going to be wearing chastity in the first place. So, yeah. So that's my very brief overview of the different subgenres of subs, which are my most common calls. Um, the other, if you're wondering what the the rest of the breakdown is and what I consider to be my most common calls. Um, so I consider this to be subs of any sort to be 80%, strictly subs. Um, I would say another 10% is a very unique fetish that might not fall into the subgenre. Um, like I had a guy who was really into talking about dentists. It was interesting. I'm sure we'll get into that at some point. (laughs) Um, and another 10%, the final 10%, I would say, are calling for actually what you would think of when you hear phone sex, just the, you know, ooh, baby, baby um, <laughs> kind of stuff. So, yeah, so that is a brief overview of my most common calls. Um, I did make an Instagram and a Twitter. Both are just at the phone bone. Um, so please go ahead and give me a like or a follow, and I would love to hear your comments, your feedback, your suggestions, any questions you have that I can, um, address in episode three or later on, um, anything you want to hear discussed, um, anything you're dying to know, I want to hear it. So please, please, please give me that feedback. Give me, (laughs) tell me what you're thinking. Tell me how you're liking this, um, I would love to get that feedback. Uh, So yeah. So anyways, this has been Eden. Thanks for listening to The Phone Bone.